Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, everybody. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, August 24th, 2020. Hope that you had a wonderful weekend and really appreciate you being uh, with us today listening to the show. So before we get started, we're going to start off with uh, a sponsor by our wonderful, um, or an ad by one of our uh, wonderful sponsors, and uh, we'll get into that, and then we'll get into today's show, which we'll be talking about uh, saving sports and entertainment with science, technology, and data. Did somebody say playoffs? And I'm not talking about Jim Mora here. I'm talking about the NBA, Major League Baseball, and NHL uh, hockey are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. So take full advantage of sports being back and get on uh, and in with the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well, which never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. So thanks, folks. Again, appreciate you listening in. Uh, that was an ad by one of our wonderful sponsors. And um, today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, saving sports and entertainment uh, with technology and data. So now, of course, look, I went to law school. I didn't go to medical school. Uh, but I think that sort of management and leadership principles, uh, you know, are not exclusive to, you know, an education or profession, right? You can have great management and great leadership and also bad management and bad leadership across, you know, industries. And but I think ultimately both management and leadership come with experience. Uh, and in this day and age, that can really, um, at least leadership and management can be affected in a positive and negative way uh, by the use or lack of use of collecting and understanding big data, right? And it, it's sort of an interesting you know, time that we live in uh, as big data and analytics has really um, you know, entered into really every industry. Uh, I think entertainment's really starting to accept it now. I think there was a long time where, because of the creative aspect of entertainment, it was um, sort of resisted. But I think uh, as the economy has grown or as the economy has retracted, you know, depending on the sector you're looking at, uh, obviously amid a pandemic and tragedy, you know, tragedy, you know, you obviously have uh, different issues you have to deal with and in any business, it's all about adaptation and and finding innovation, right? And so I think ultimately, at least from my perspective, and anybody who's watched any NHL or MLB or uh, NBA or even MLS games or even international league, um, you know, soccer leagues, has really been able to see some of the innovation that's gone on, whether that be through production or distribution uh, and, you know, ultimately a lot of these decisions are being made with, you know, science, technology, and data and analytics. So, uh, let's, let's get into a little bit. So I think, um, 
you know, if sports and entertainment production, you know, wants to continue working well, there have been some terrific principles demonstrated by various professional sports leagues and teams and really Hollywood unions and production companies. I think for one, the major unions in Hollywood, namely the uh, Actors Union or SAG-AFTRA, they released a lengthy paper on how to proceed production, proceed with production amongst, you know, amongst a pandemic. Uh, it's a, it's a sort of long report, if you will. Um, but I think it's very detailed and I think it's provide leadership to, um, the industry in terms of how to continue with production. And I think we've seen that and, and it's, it's been very nice to see from both a job standpoint, but also just from a consumer standpoint to, um, be able to consume content and, and be able to enjoy that. I think sports leagues like the NHL, Major League Baseball, MLB, and MLS, international soccer leagues, um, have really written the, the playbook, you know, pun intended, on how to institute and play successfully, um, you know, professional sports with athletes um, amongst a pandemic. And obviously, there's some debate there between bubble versus non-bubble. It looks like Major League Baseball is going to move to a bubble for the, the postseason. But I think that there has been significant success sh shown in the bubble uh, sort of model. I think Major League Baseball is getting better uh, with uh, sort of their model. But again, I think one thing people have to remember is that Major League Baseball, like football, really comes down. It's a, it's a geography game in the sense that the uh, roster size, right? You know, when you're talking about, you know, NBA, you know, you're looking at five guys uh, on a, on a, on a team, you know, per team, you know, on the court. So 10 guys total, right. Uh, major league soccer is 11, you know, um, it, it's one of those things where, you know, major league baseball has got, you know, uh, nine guys on, you know, each side. So it's, it, it's sort of interesting. Now, of course you can make the argument that, you know, um, MLS played in the bubble model, but I, I think, um, you know, ultimately with MLS, it was more towards a postseason type play, right? So you had less teams involved. You, know, you talk about Major League Baseball, and they also have less teams in their league right now. Talking about Major League Baseball with 30 teams, and you're going, you know, 60 games in a regular season, and you're going to have, you know, it, um, you know, nine guys on the field, but then you've got, you know, 25 guys on your roster you know, that's, that's 50, you know, 50 guys, you know, uh, per game. So I think ultimately geography is really the only answer. And of course you look at a, you know, football team and it's, um, you know, basically the same model, except the rosters are even bigger and there's more coaches and there's more staff. So I think geography wise, I don't know if the bubble model works. Now, obviously when major league baseball goes to postseason and you have less teams, okay, that makes more sense. Right. And you can have major hubs of cities like LA and New York sort of hosting those things or whatever plan they come up with. But they've sort of been able to institute and play successfully. Uh, I think, frankly, broadcasting partners have learned and have adopted, uh, you know, different roles and have innovated at the same time. I think over the past several weeks and months and, and really years, I think some of these innovations have led to the ability to succeed in digital production and streaming. You know, for example, the various sports leagues, bubbles, and geographic zone areas that we mentioned of scheduling without fans has led to more advanced advertising space opportunities and better camera angles. 
you know, because when you don't have fans in the first eight to 10 rows, you can fill that space with advertising. You can also fill that space with cameras to really get some cool shots. And I think we've seen a lot of that, which has been fantastic from, from the innovation standpoint. And the fact that we have the content, I think people are really, um, you know, appreciative of it. And I think people enjoy the content and enjoy the sort of reprieve and the break from it. I think production companies, um, again, have, and broadcasters have similarly innovated and found ways to cut cost while also ensuring safety, which I think is great. And, you know, sort of, it, it's interesting to see where technology has driven uh, some other innovations and where there's potential for even further growth. You know, there's a company called Whoop, that's W-H-O-O-P, and it's a band that collects user data. Uh, this has been terrific, uh, terrifically used in golf. Uh, there was a, a COVID case that was sort of found from, um, uh, from the Whoop band and was able to sort of help um, mediate concerns with health and safety by it. I think other sports can easily implement this data. Of course, you get into privacy issues and those sorts of things. But um, And again, that has to be monitored and has to be tested and has to comply with the law. Uh, you know, specifically the Consumer uh, California Consumer Privacy Act in California is one example, not to mention what goes on uh, in other states across the country and with some of the updates on privacy law there. But, you know, clearly that can be used in the context of getting the unions and management uh, and teams and leagues to agree uh, to user data and using technology to help prevent uh, the spread of, of the virus, right? Uh, and frankly, it can be used for other things too. I mean, it can be used to, um, you know, check in on health and safety just in uh, a normal context, not amongst a pandemic. I think the new MBA testing um, for COVID is, is it's nearly immediate where it used to take, you know, 24 something hours. Now it's, you know, you can have it immediately. So I think that helps uh, prevent, you know, rescheduling and helps prevent a lot of other issues. And, you know, by the way, despite the pandemic, uh, Arguably, the economy has actually grown in many different sectors uh, through innovation and adaptation. Um, streaming, for example, is uh, at, at an all-time high, and that may make sense and may seem obvious because people are spending more time at home, but clearly it's something that's grown. Uh, athlete brand partnerships uh, have grown, uh, been a ton of deals signed. Obviously, free agency is still, you still have players signing there for different sports, uh, Patrick Mahomes just signed, I think, the largest contract in um, in sports history, American sports history, maybe world history too, but I know definitely for American sports history. Venue construction has continued, uh, and even franchise buying has actually grown. You know, you look at the whole um, Billy Bean model with regard to him getting into uh, sports investing, and that's something that has just grown like crazy. Maybe it's because prices are down, costs are down whatever it might be, but clearly there has been some growth. Uh, even Hollywood has adapted its traditional theatrical window. When you look at Disney releasing the movie Mulan. Now, while we've had little to no fan attendance, which equivalent to about a 40% reduction in some uh, revenues for teams, you, st you still have the NCAA universities considering private equity options. Uh, you're having sports betting Um uh, what was it? Sports Radar brokered the deal with NHL to essentially sweep the map with regard to the four major sports. Uh, now they're going to be the official data sports data partner for MLB, NHL, NBA, 
in the NFL. Um, you have NASCAR rethinking its cost and business model and looking how to reduce cost and, and become uh, more of an open model with regard to getting other investors involved. Uh, sports television talent is breaking away from traditional models in terms of working at places like ESPN and looking at working at other spots like Barstool Sports or whatever it might be. Uh, and even Steve Ballmer, the owner of uh, the um, LA Clippers, is looking at securing a potentially a seven zero seven plus zero um, or seven zero plus naming rights deal for his new arena in Inglewood. So there's a lot of opportunities going on out there in sports and that's not to diminish uh, obviously the heartache and some of the headache that's gone on and tragedy uh, but it, it is a silver lining in some sense right now all of the above to say that technology can assist in science by avoiding in-person contact. Uh, while business can be conducted uh, less expensively, more efficiently, and safely when done digitally and virtually. You know, it, it's interesting. When I first started my practice, you know, I, I think I was sort of a little bit ahead of the game in, in the sense that I, you know, essentially went virtual, right? You know, and at the time, that was sort of not the model. It was like, no, you needed a brick and mortar office. You needed all these things. And, and it's sort of interesting how times have changed, right? And, um, so looking back on those decisions and, um, you know, I'm thankful that technology allowed me to build a practice in the way that I did, uh, because frankly, the traditional model was just too expensive and uh, just not something I, uh, uh, at that time was capable of doing. So uh, again, I think technology has assisted science and business by being able to conduct business, you know, virtually and digitally. Uh, which makes it less expensive, potentially more efficient, and uh, and done safely, especially amongst a or amidst a pandemic. Data and analytics complement science by identifying the problem areas and solving them through medical attention and solutions. Uh, uh, Whoop is an example of that, as we mentioned. Obviously, the uh, uh, the new MBA uh, COVID testing is a great example as well. I think leadership and good management is now needed to see some of these things through. Uh, focusing less on fear and more on adaptation and preparation. Um, I think most great innovations and transformations in the economy and industry come through necessity, right? Uh, and in that sense, this is no different than uh, what's happened in the past. Uh, frankly, you have a need and an innovator, an entrepreneur comes along and says, um, you know, okay, well, um, let me fix the problem, right? Right. And, uh, and in that sense, it's one of the reasons why I sort of love capitalism and love uh, this country in that sense is uh, the ability to adapt and the ability to overcome. And I, and I love seeing that. And I think a lot of people would agree with me in the sense of seeing Americans thrive and, and, um, and, and seeing change for the better, right, I think, which is, which is great. Now, of course, one can only hope and pray that uh, the things that consumers love to enjoy – uh, you know, continue to find a way to find growth and enjoyment. And again, I, I just, I, I stand behind the fact, I think that science, technology, and data can really help with uh, implementation of these leagues and programs. And, you know, and, and frankly, it's like I was reading an article this morning and it was sort of talking about some of the NFL teams that are considering uh, having fans in the fall. And I think, you know, you really have a couple camps out there. You have one that's sort of no no fans, let's not do this, it's not safe. And you have another camp that's sort of like, okay, let's do this, let's see what happens. 
course, you have to look at science and you have to look at data, right? You have to look at uh, what is the data telling you? You know, if you have a less populated state, for example, and you've had less cases, well, of course, maybe there's an opportunity there to have fans, right? And as long as you're following the CDC guidelines and, and you're implementing good safety protocols, again, science, data, and technology, and good management leadership can help with that. So, folks, uh, that was this week's show. Um, this was episode 34 of season two. I'm your host, Jeremy Evans, with the Believe Podcast Network. This is the Believe in Sports Law Show. Always honored and, and, and privileged to have you listening in. And, um, you know, tell your friends, tell your, uh, tell your family and, and colleagues about the show. And um, looking forward to being back uh, with you uh, next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.